0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
2: 18 plus. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Finoy the voice of Lee Everett. And you're listening to Zombie Cast. This
1: is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to Zombie Cast.
2: This is Danny Gray, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me. So keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP,
0: Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devils
2: Rejects and you, well, you monkey, you're listening to the Zombie Cast, and that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. Bang. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie <laughs>
1: Hey y'all, this
2: is Lou Temple.
0: You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you Zombie Cast.
1: Stay tuned in, you follow me? And thank you, Romero, and uh, the Axel, and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin in there. Uh, Triple Eight. Uh, no. uh, Guillermo del Toro, is he in Diamond, there? Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page, that's right. Uh, Guillermo
0: del Toro is not in there, I do not believe. Uh, you are listening to Zombie Cast, the first episode of 2018. Holy shit, we got, we made it, guys! The future is here. We made it. 2018, late teen. Uh, this is our first show in a while. We haven't done a show, I think, since the last Jedi episode, um, uh, where we we ripped that movie apart. <laughs> Matt was not on that movie, but me uh, Gabe and Freeman tore that movie to pieces and I can say a few more things about that movie that are not so bad, which I might touch on because uh, Sean is very very sick he's very dipuritis. ill uh, yeah he has dipperitis his, his, his wiener is so long it dragged along the gravel he's gotten the gravel gravel peen, yes. and he couldn't be on the show and uh, Norma uh, is still not back uh, and I, she we I did I did make contact with Norma recently and she would like to do something you she'd like to do something. And talk she wants about to get back
1: into it. Yeah, so we'll we'll figure something out because we we miss Norma here,
0: and she said we might have to clean. You, Matt, you might have to clean up your filthy mouth. And <laughs> uh, she directly <laughs> said we need to get Matt to clean up his filthy mouth.
1: It's fair. It's a problem. Uh, it's been voiced uh, a few times, so maybe now is the, yes. the motivation.
0: But uh, so but since it's just me and Matt, uh, Ted, uh, Ken, and uh, Mr. Matt Bradford, and by the way, you can hear this show everywhere. Uh, I don't know where. Uh, Sean's not here to tell us, but it's apparently everywhere. Tune in.
1: If you can stream something, I think we can actually pare that message down to, if you can stream the internet, you can listen to us. That is technically true, because, yeah, I mean, if you
0: have Stitcher, you can listen to it anywhere, and there's a Stitcher app on everything. But we decided, since we haven't done a show since, like, mid-December, which has been about three weeks now, we're going to just... We've seen, we've seen several movies, Matt and I. We're going to do a little bit of a movie catch-up show and maybe talk about the uh, – I've noticed there's a large amount of surprisingly good-looking movies coming out in the next two mm. months. It's usually a dead dead time of the year, but there's a lot of movies coming out that I kind of want to see in the next two months. So we thought we would talk a little bit about that, but I, I wanted to start off by saying uh, the last show we had that you were not on, Matt, was, was the last Jedi review show. and We tore that movie to pieces, and you've still not seen The Last Jedi.
1: No, I have not. Unfortunately, but you probably know
0: everything about it by
1: this point, right? I've had <laughs> a major death uh, spoiled for me. I've had a lot of incidents in the film spoiled for me, and I've had that Kylo Ren having big pecs spoiled for me time and time again. Kylo Ren,
0: yeah, you take. Remember that sketch on uh, on SNL when he said. Uh, you, I've seen Kylo Ren in the shower. He's got an eight pack. Remember that? Yeah. He was. Yeah, <laughs> he was because it's actually kind of true. He's actually a lot yeah. more ripped than you think, Kyler. Like you think it, it, Kylo Ren takes his shirt off, and it, it reminds you of that scene. Remember, like the Simpsons when Flanders would rip or, or a groundskeeper Willie, he like rip his shirt off. and He's huge. Yeah, it's kind of Ky- Rin. He looks all scrawny, and then he has this one scene where he has no shirt, and he's like, he's like huge. So it's really weird, but um. I will say I went and saw the movie again, and the movie is a lot better than I initially thought. It uh, the hype gets to you, you go see it. It's not still not. I still will never love that movie. And even Gabe said this; he saw it again. I'll never love it, but it is a lot better. Um, and we were probably overly harsh on it, but it does have some problems, and it has a lot of missed opportunities. But I don't. I do not hate the Last Jedi, uh, but I will never. But I will never love the Last Jedi. I'll say that. Here's
1: a question: At what point? How many more movies of? Have- this is going to sound like a biased question, but it's an honest question. How many more movies of, like, mediocrity is it going to take to kind of be like, maybe Star Wars shouldn't be milked this much? Like, maybe well, it was best left in the past. Well,
0: here's what's weird. It's like, I don't know if it was a media it, – it, is it a mediocre movie? Because the critics liked it, mm-hmm. and maybe it's the – I think a lot of the problem is it's the fan expectations where we spit sit around for – Yeah, that's also true you went into this movie and just watched it, you're like, that was a pretty good movie. But we sit around for two years going, oh, man, I bet Supreme Leader Snoke is going to be Darth Plagueis. Oh, man, I bet Luke is going to is going to throw a Star Destroyer into another Star Destroyer with his brain. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, and then you go see the movie, and it's a perfectly fine movie. It just doesn't – the things mm-hmm. that you made up in your brain and have been hearing people say for two years don't happen. And then you go, oh, what a letdown. They didn't have this thing I made up in my head happen.
1: Yeah, you know, especially so I especially know. with the Darth Plagueis thing, because everyone was like, "That's got to be a famous person from one of the the earlier movies." Like expectations were running high, but you don't learn his identity in the latest movie, do you? No, and it's a thing where that's one of the things I will say. I think they do need to explain
0: because I've heard people say, uh, "Well, you didn't know, you you didn't learn the Emperor's identity in Return of the Jedi, and no one cared." It's like, yeah, but everything before A New Hope was a complete mystery. Yes. So it didn't really matter. You know, you didn't know anything about that till the prequels came out. But with, with Snoke, we know what happened before that. You know, we have six, seven movies that right. take place before The Last Jedi. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like he couldn't have just come out of nowhere. He's too powerful and he's too this. And he, it's, it's implied he was around during the whole time of the Empire and everything. So the, he has to be somebody. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a dumb argument, especially when you've got the prequels that fully explain Palpatine.
1: Um, right, his rise to the Senate and everything.
0: Yeah, and and, and, and before the prequels came out, it didn't really matter because everything was a mystery. We didn't know jack shit about We just knew there was something called the Clone Wars that somebody Obi-Wan says one time, and we know that Darth Vader used to be Anakin and became Vader and killed the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. So that's all you knew. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I do hope J.J. J. Abrams will... Like they could do something in
1: the next one and just throw in a line, say, oh by the way, this is who Snoke was. They might not, who knows? No, well, after all this buildup, they have to make it a big thing. Like you can't just be a nobody, right? It can't just be yeah. like, oh, it's it's Derek Smith. he was on the uh, Death <laughs> Star when it blew up and he became really angry with everybody.
0: But like, I will say I, like, I I like the idea that Ray people are mad that Ray is this is a spoiler, she's not anybody. People said, Who's her parents? I bet her I bet her grandpa is Palpatine. I bet her you know her her, her she uncle Obi-Wan Kenobi and they reveal yeah. that she's literally just a normal girl whose parents were a couple of like scumbag traders. And I was and I was kinda like, that's fine, because why does why does the Star Wars galaxy have to be so small?
1: That's a great point. I think yeah, you know, it would have been disappointing if she was someone famous. Yeah,
0: like I and I know they kind of hyped it up a bit, but it's still to me like Everybody didn't have to come from somebody. Like, look at all the Jedi in the prequels. Those people were not all Skywalkers and Kenobis. 99.9% of them just came from nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know? And if this girl, like, oh, it just turns out that this girl is Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter who just happens to wind up on this planet with the Millennium Falcon. What a coincidence. And happens to wind up running into uh, Han Solo, who was Luke's... (laughs) (laughs) It's... It's the it's a galaxy of a million planets, and it's it's like as small
2: as like a little town. The same can be said about Anakin. He was a nobody at the oh, time. Tiger's ears were itching.
0: Well, t- yeah, he was. Anakin was kind of a nobody. He was the force made him, but he sort of came out of nowhere. But I, I'm kind of okay with her being nobody and not being
1: related to anyone. Well, I but, don't want to spoil too much more. That's the only okay. thing. I, I will see it one day, so I don't want to talk about too much more because I, I do want to save some stuff. Right. I know so, who dies. Blah blah blah. I don't want to know how they die. So let's just let's just lean off.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna get into some movies we saw. Movies we saw. It's time for our second, Movies we saw. Um. <laughs> I saw three movies, you've seen a few movies, and some of the movies you've seen, I've seen and talked about, so I'd like to hear what you have to say about them, so why don't you kick it off, Matt, with the movies you have the movies you saw over the holiday season.
1: Oh shit, well this is a big thing, because you know me, I don't get to see movies too often, so I... oh, uh, you know, Life and kid, the, the old ball and chain. Ah, does not let me out of the house. Fucking yeah. kids. I, uh, so I finally saw It, and that, that was a movie I really wanted to see, It. Uh, you guys were talking about it, it got me all pumped up, but actually my impression it was even better than my expectations going into it. I thought the movie would be a lot of, like, leave the clown to your imagination. I, I guess I kind of forgot the original. But it does a fantastic job of making a monster movie. Like, that, <laughs> that is that is an awesome monster, that clown, man. Especially when, like, he opens his mouth with all those teeth in it or when he starts transforming. Like, I, the actor that plays that guy, he was in Hemlock Grove, and I didn't love him in that role. And so when uh-huh. I heard I heard he was going to be the clown I'm like, "Eh, but he embodies just this yeah. weird alien creature."
0: He's he's like a, he's like Heath Ledger, Ledger Joker level of performance.
1: Yeah. I, I had to watch the scene, the very beginning scene when he's uh, talking to the kid from the sewer cuz just like that introduction scene to him like the way just his voice, his mannerism, it's so creepy. Yeah.
0: I I saw it again. I saw it in the theater and thought it was pretty good. I saw it again about two weeks ago, and I actually loved it. It's a movie that got way better. And that's how Get Out was for me. I saw it in the theater, I was like, this is a good movie, but I don't know if people are going so nuts. And then I saw it again on video, and I was like, eh, this is a really good movie. In yeah. the same way with it, I actually kind of loved it on the second viewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, means- and, I, and they didn't show, the, the thing about the clown is they did a good job. They do not exploit the clown. The clown sure. is on screen like ten minutes.
1: They show him just enough to keep him awesome. You know what I'm saying? But he's terrifying every single time he's on. Like, you, you feel like this clown will fuck you up if he gets his hands on you. <laughs> like, he's, he's not doing that thing like monsters, like he's just creeping towards people and maybe not getting there in time. Like, this thing tries to murder these kids multiple times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked um, trying, to, trying to think. I, I do think they need to, in the sequel that they're making, they need to, to, to give some explanation for the clown. Because they don't really explain what the clown is hardly at all. I know it just is the embodiment of your fears. And they kind of say the kid from Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard, his yeah. fear is clown. So I was like, what well, did it pick to be a clown? Because he knows that one kid is afraid of clowns?
1: Maybe. I think, uh, 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 yeah. But didn't they cover that in, like, the, the history of dairy? Didn't, uh, I don't want to call him Fat Kid because I don't like body shaming. What's What's the Fat Kid's name? Fluffy kid, I don't know what his name is. Fluffy kid, I, I didn't. Know, did know He's got an adorable little face. By the way, that kid's gonna be big. I don't know because like he. Acts... Mean, well, I thought he
0: already was, Matt. You mean you mean his um well, his acting? Know.
1: Yeah, he's a great little actor. Like he's so likable that kid, and he played all the scenes perfectly. I thought. I don't know. I, I just feel like that kid's gonna. We're gonna look back on this movie when he so gets, and so was a bit fluffy. Why did
2: they, they rough like, him
0: up so much? He get like the bullies cut him, and then Pennywise slices his. He gets his stomach sliced open twice.
1: Yeah, and you were joking about those bullies, man. That's, like, (laughs) that's beyond bullies. Those guys are like, they should be in jail. Like, what's going on with these kids? It's it's because the guy's dad is the
0: cop, is the sheriff.
1: Oh, I guess so, yeah.
0: Yeah, but they're not, like, they're not, like, the asshole on Stranger Things 2 who's just, like, you know, driving too fast and smoking. They're, like, homicidal little little, uh, Dylan Klebolds. You know, they're crazy, like, school shooter type bullies.
1: Um, and, and for people who haven't seen it, I thought the end sequence was great. Just like his lair, I thought that was just really imaginative and, and freaky as all heck.
0: I, yeah, and I, I one thing I'll say, like the whole part where they float, that, that's another thing that's not yeah. really explained. Like he says the whole movie, like, we all float down there. And he you know, he comes out of the – remember the awesome scene where they're in the house, and he comes out of the refrigerator, and he's all <laughs> yeah. twisted. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, time to float. But yeah. when he shows them floating, they're l- – you think they're floating in the water like corpses but they're literally floating in the air. Right. That's not really ever explained what's even happening in that scene.
1: I don't think what? it needs to be. It's just it's just a horrific layer for a monster, right? They're just down there floating. Yep. On this well, on this mountain of just like garbage or not well, garbage but like belongings, right?
0: Why didn't he eat them all? I thought he ate all those kids, but they're all floating.
1: I don't know, man. Just <laughs> stop asking logical questions, he Ted. He ate their fear. He probably ate their souls, right? That's what the his main uh, dish is. So. I don't know. I don't know. He ate that
0: one kid's arm off, um, and he was eating. But but um um, I like I definitely like the part uh uh the best part to me is the part when they go in the house to fight him, and he comes out of the out of the um refrigerator and does the twisty stuff. Twi- but yeah. as you said, I said, like everything about him, like his expressions, and, and the guy actually did all that. Like when his eyes go two different directions, the oh, really? actor's actually doing that.
1: That's awesome. I thought that was CGI for sure. They were going to it CGI, and the guy said, right. No,
0: I can actually do that. And, they, and you can find video of him actually doing it. And the lip, I thought that was like a rubber lip. But no, he's really doing his lip like that. Um, uh, good for him, so, man. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. And I liked. Uh, as, as you said, the opening in the in the sewer there's this one moment that to me is just so perfect when hes and you know the scene if you've seen the movie when he says He's like, what's your favorite? The kid goes, popcorn. He's like, is that your favorite? And he goes, my food. <laughs> he goes, they pop, 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 pop. And the kid starts yeah. laughing, and he starts laughing. And then yeah. it awkwardly cuts back to Pennywise, and he's just dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the kid kind of goes, uh, it's so well done. How he just goes from laughing to just dead silent.
1: Well, and, I, I, and then it's uh, your turn. But I, I just want to, like, the reason I love Pennywise so much is because you just get the impression of that it's this monster wearing the skin of a clown. Like, Mm-hmm. it's just this monster inside of this thing that just wants to get out, but he has to pretend it's a clown. Well, they sort of
0: show that, too, when, when he's uh, in the house, remember you see, like, his hands kind of rip through the skin? Yeah. When, when, and then, like, at the end, when the girl stabs the, the... she stabs a fireplace poker through his head, and he turns into this sort of... his face is all morphed into this, like, weird creature, and then, yeah. at the end, when he's fighting all the kids in the sewer, these, like, straight-up, like, crab claws come out of his arms. Yep. Yeah. So he definitely turns into like a sort of a. There's a Silent Hill monster living underneath the clown skin, and hopefully she's we'll see. Likable
1: too, and uh, I had. Uh, I won't get into that, or it's gonna make me seem like a creep.
0: But yeah, no, it was a great. <laughs> it was a I great know the little girl's pretty, even though she's 15. She's really pretty.
1: <laughs> like she's pretty. I'm not. That's all I'm saying is I had to look her up. I'm like, I've never seen this girl before. She's uh, fine. She'll fine. she'll be she'll be pretty big, eventually yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, but yeah, it it's a good movie. I really liked it. I think it's in my top ten favorite movies I saw of the year. And it, it might it hang on. I heard loud
1: noises. uh Oh, did the sports team score a touchdown? No,
0: it's uh, they're just doing the kickoff. Um okay. Uh, no, but I think it initially would not have been in
1: my top ten, but it, it's in there now. But yeah. loved it. Loved it. I loved it. it. I loved it. All right, tell me about uh, a certain sequel, Yusa. Well,
0: I actually saw a few movies, Matt, but I'll start off uh, with one I saw uh, right before Christmas. This is not the one I saw last night. This is not a sequel. I was surprised by a certain film I'd never heard of, and a lot of people said, you've got to watch this movie. It's Christmas time. Watch this movie. And I talked to uh, our good friend Sean Imes of Horribly Awkward, and I said, go to the Red Box and get this movie. And he went to the Red Box, and I think he watched it with his granny on Christmas. Oh, I saw a movie called Better Watch Out. A holiday film. <laughs> this is a movie that's best if you know nothing about it at all. So I'm not gonna tell you much about it, but you gotta okay. gotta watch it. Yeah. It starts out as a it's it's a bit sort of cliche plot. It's Christmas, and um, uh, some parents are going on to a Christmas party, and they have mm-hmm. like a son who's like twelve. And they have a babysitter coming over to take care of the son, and she's like you know sixteen maybe, and of course the 12 year old boy is in love with a 16 year old babysitter mm-hmm. and think talking to his friend being like, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna this is the night, I'm gonna get her, man, I'm gonna get her, you know, and it's all whatever well, yeah. basically that the setup is the babysitter comes over and a, a home invasion happens, okay where a maniac with a shotgun breaks into the house and the babysitter's trying to protect the 12-year-old boy from the maniac and they get a, a brick thrown through the window that says if you if you leave the house you die mm. so it scares them into not just running out the door
2: yeah. and
0: that's the setup for the film and i'm going to say that's all i'm going to tell you cuz the rest of the movie you cannot even predict
1: okay that's the good original, i
0: like that the most original horror movies i've seen in a while where you're just going wait a minute this is turning oh oh and it about thirty minutes in, it becomes a completely different movie. And I and I think a Sean Imes actually messaged me and said, "Holy shit! Thanks for getting me to watch that. That movie was amazing." Okay, so good. Highly recommend it. And it may or may not be on Matflix at the moment. I think it was. I saw it on Matflix
1: over I think the it was holidays. On
0: The paid subscription Matflix, you can get it in a bundle with Mattable and um, all the other great Matt 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 products. (laughs) All the other great Matt products. The Matt
1: Crate, where you just get things that related to me. We actually
0: order a Matt. If you order a Matt Crate, you can get uh, one of the new Matt uh, Matt Mattco figures, like a little mini version of Matt. We call him Mattco.
1: Yeah, that's a printed figure of me that I just uh, I made a bunch of copies of. (laughs) Not a Funko. It's a Matt Matt Mattco. Um, so, we have all sorts
0: of great Matt products coming your way, but better watch out. Okay. Better That's, watch it.
1: <laughs> I really, uh, I really, <laughs> I actually really want to see it now because, uh, yeah, you posted it in Mattflix a little while back. Can I have my turn because it's a good segue? Uh, no,
0: you can, yeah, well, yes, yes, you can. We're going to go back and forth here.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you also recommended Happy Death Day to me. Yes, just, yes, I did. A little while back. And, uh,. <laughs> so- be part of the Matt f- film family. <laughs> yeah, register for our uh, Mattflix uh, email, and you can uh, you can join us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so happy Death Day. You talked about on the show, so I won't uh, do a plot summary again, except to say it's Groundhog Day. A woman's getting killed every day, and she's got to figure it out. And I found it very good. I enjoyed it. It was, um, <laughs> but uh, like it was an unknown movie. Like most people hadn't heard of this movie, so I was expecting kind of a straight to DVD quality. But this is no, it, it, was, high. it, it, it was a high quality film. It made a hundred million dollars at the box. It was a huge hit. Well, damn! I, like no, shit. It broke a hundred
0: million at the domestic U.S. box office. So it made a, It was a big hit. It was a movie that nobody talked about and nobody noticed. But it sort of sat around through October and made a hundred million
1: dollars. Well, so go, Blum. I'm out of touch. Okay, one one. But you're right. It is. It is. Oh, go that. Say good. One beef with it. Okay. There is a scene, and it's a small beef, but I couldn't get over it. There's a scene where she's crossing people off her list because eventually she's like, "I'm just going to go find out who might want to kill me," and every time she dies after finding out it's the wrong person, how is she making a list if she keeps on? Like, at what point is she making this list? Because she's crossing names off it, which means, but she's doing this in different timelines. The list would disappear every time she wakes up. You mean? Yeah. Point that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she has a mental list and she's just rewriting it every day, because you are correct. The list would disappear
1: every time Why she woke some up. time to wake up and rewrite the same list just to cross names off of it. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, they needed a visual cue for the audience to, to, to follow the plot,
0: and I didn't even think about that until you said it, but you're completely correct that the list would disappear. Because the movie. like I remember seeing the trailer and saying they're just ripping off they this is a rip off of Groundhog, day. it's a blatant rip-off. But sure. they say in the movie. Uh, Uh, A guy at the end end of the movie actually says, this is just like Groundhog Day. (laughs) So it's like, well, oh, and now it's okay because they acknowledge that they just ripped off Groundhog Day. But,
1: you know, Uh, I mean, but other people have ripped off Groundhog. A a ton of movies have ripped off Groundhog Day, but few have done it like this well. I thought it was just a well-made movie. Good mystery. I'm trying to remember who the actual murderer was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that made sense yeah the murderer made sense. It was a little bit of a what but in the oh, end I dug it I think that was an interception um, anyway anyway uh, uh,
0: so that's you know so so happy death day another another good film mm-hmm. um, now, another movie I saw I saw a couple of days for Christmas, and i wasn 't sure what to thank, but I went to go see it. I saw a little film by uh, a very well known uh, now golden globe award winning director Guillermo del Toro. Oh. Uh, called The Shape of Water.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: It's a monster film, so I think it's relevant to this. Uh, the basic uh, plot uh, summary of this film is uh, a retard falls in love with a
2: fish. Jesus.
0: That is, if you want to break it down to simplest terms, that's that's the plot. That's it. I'm totally joking. I said that to my friend as a joke and he lost his mind because it was so funny. But that <laughs> a mentally disabled person falls in love with a fish. And that is the general plot. But the movie is very pretty. It starts out I wasn't sure because it's doing this very artsy-fartsy like, you know, where it's just the day in the life of this, this mute girl. And she's just doing – you know, sweeping the floor, then going to work. And it's like the Depression era or something or this – I don't know when it is. And it has like this sort of like music that has a accordion music. It's yeah. like the soundtrack. And it, it goes on for like 20 minutes. You're kind of like, oh, God, this is just – And then it kind of becomes a very clichéd story about she's a – it 's like splash where she works at like a government lab mm-hmm. and they find some sort of sea creature, and they 're keeping it, and then she 's you know working after hours sweeping and she 's in there sweeping with the sea creature and it's It looks like the creature from the black Lagoon type of monster mm-hmm. and she 's in there and she starts to realize this creature has humanity and she starts playing music and and you know she realizes it 's actually intelligent, well then she finds out that the government 's planning to you know just dissect it and figure out how it works and kill it. So she has to – and this is not – this is the setup because I remember thinking this is the climax of the movie. Is this already the end? This movie has been nothing. Is this already the end? And mm-hmm. it turns out it's the end of like the first act because okay. <laughs> I was thinking this is a, <laughs> this is a 45-minute movie? What? Yeah. So she decides I got to break this thing out and save it because it's smart. And then from then to the – from up to that point, I was not loving it. But from that point to the end, I thought it was an amazing movie, really oh, yeah. Well done. Very beautiful, beautiful imagery.
1: Well, what the- saves it is it because it sounds still pretty cliché to me, is it just it, the acting or the story? Or- it
0: stops being clichéd. It it and I don't want to I mean, I it, obviously it's kind of a spoiler at this point, but she she saves the creature and gets it loose. Yeah. And she has to hide the creature away because uh, okay. like like the tide and turn it on I'm not going to spoil anything about the movie, but let's just say like the creature cannot return to the sea until the hot till the rainy season comes in and the water's rise. Okay. In, the, in, like, the canal. So she has to hide the creature until the waters rise, which is, like, 30 days away. So yeah. it's basically the part of her living with this creature and protecting it and taking care of it uh, for, like, 30 days and just sort of falling in love with the creature. And it has a lot of beautiful scenery and imagery. And, you know, And it was, it was a touching movie. Viola Davis is in it. Academy Award winner Viola Davis is very good. Uh, Michael Shannon plays a real good piece of garbage.
1: <laughs> okay. She
0: plays the government guy that has to catch. Like you're the one who lost the fucking creature. You got f- You got one week to find it, or you're out of here, pal. You know that guy. She
2: doesn't. Uh, she doesn't make out with the creature, does she?
0: We're not going to spoil the film for all the the, the fans out there. Yeah, it's kind of in the
1: trailer, though. She makes that with the creature.
0: There might be a little bit of a woman on horrible, disgusting creature love in the film, but you never know. (laughs) It might be a really awkward, disgusting love scene in the film. Because the creature is not like – you remember Avatar? The way the aliens looked, you're like, I understand why somebody could fall in love with one of these aliens. Like Zoe Saldana as, as that alien was, like, really pretty. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, but this creature is a snarling fish monster. Oh, it's not attractive. It's a, it's it's a snarling horrible. Blah, 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 and it is kind of like well, she's in love with it. Why is she falling in love with this horrible mon? This is literally a, a literal monster. Yeah. Um. So that was a little bit a little
1: weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was totally uh, blended braids with the the girl in the uh, pants. You you've so.
0: attached your little ponytail to her ponytail. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. You watch that, and you go. I understand why this pe- uh, he could fall in love with her, but there's nothing like that in this. This this is a horrible snarling sea monster. Mm-hmm. It's like falling in love with a like a catfish.
1: Mm, catfish are sexy though.
0: But it was a good movie. I I mean, I get, get through sort of the boring first thirty minutes, and then it really does turn into a moving, well done, uh, well done movie. So I I liked it a lot. At the end of the day, good. The, yes. sh- the shape of water.
1: The shape of water. It looked pretty artsy to me. Is it artsy?
0: Well, it's a Guillermo del Toro, so it's monsters and art up the ass. You know, his whole thing is the art of monsters. That's, That's <laughs> his whole thing. So, <laughs> so. Uh, if you've seen Pan's Labyrinth, you know what to expect. Okay. Cool. With uh, the shape of water.
1: I've actually uh, my my next movie. Actually, uh, I should have said it after your babysitter movie because this is another babysitter genre movie. The babysitter. Uh, yeah. Oh shit! You've seen it yeah you oh. saw you watched
0: finally 30 years later you watched
1: <laughs> thor's in that by the way gabe thor is in adventures in babysitting it is. he's
0: played uh, that's the first time i ever heard of thor he's played by <laughs> me Vincent
1: too. <laughs> me too uh but no i've actually seen adventures in, that you know as a kid like there's always one movie you always ask your parents to rent and they're always like again that was adventures in babysitting for me i i've watched that hundreds of times yeah that's a great movie one of my favorites. Uh, no, this is actually called The I mean, babysitting. Oh,
0: no. no and by the way, the, uh, remember the friend who went the, – the redheaded friend who was their buddy that went with him? Yeah. The guy that single-handedly brought down Kevin Spacey.
1: <laughs> really?
0: The guy who said that Kevin Spacey tried to rape him when he was 14 that led to all the Kevin Spacey allegations. It was That's the redheaded nice. guy from his babysitting.
1: Oh, yep. The guy who's was like, uh, oh, she's in Playboy. Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he
0: was doing the goofy face in the back of the car. Remember the scene where he's doing the scary face?
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, then. Uh, well, uh, regardless, I saw The Babysitter on Netflix. Uh, the Babysitter is a super cool movie. It's been out for a while. The premise, and when you were talking about your movie, I was like, did we see the same? Because the premise is a super hot babysitter is friends with uh, a kid who's yeah. probably too old to have a babysitter. And uh, I think he's, like, 11 or something. But anyways, he's in love. She is, again, super hot. And uh, so he's kind of like, and every time she comes over and babysits, he falls asleep. And he doesn't know why he falls asleep. But this time he's like, I'm going to stay up and see what she does when I go to bed. Um, And wouldn't you know, some crazy shit goes on when he he goes to sleep. And he's actually being put to sleep by the babysitter. (gasps) Uh Uh-huh. And uh, shit gets real pretty fast. It's uh, it's a it's a satanic cult that's going on, and she's oh, the no. uh, and that that happens in the first 15 minutes. So I'm not I'm not ruining too much of the experience for you, but uh, it's kind of a dark comedy, uh, pretty gory, uh, lots of uh, heads getting shot off, lots of uh, <laughs> ritualistic sacrifices going on. Well, yeah, I, I I really liked it.
0: Heads getting shot
1: off. It sounds like a my oh,
0: hold on. I gotta watch this kick. I'm, inter- I'm interrupted by the. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, well, Alabama missed. So back to the show. <laughs> well, my, my next movie I saw, I saw it actually yesterday in a, a Tiger class. He's like, did you use you, your Movie Pass? Because, you know, Movie Pass is the greatest invention ever if you go to a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a ton of movies coming up soon I want to see. But this is one I would have gone to regardless because uh, I love the franchise. But I saw Insidious for Ooh.
1: The Last Key. <laughs> Ooh, this is the headliner. This is the movie I want to hear about.
0: This is It opened at $29 million. Huge opening for that type of movie, especially in January. Uh, yeah. An interesting factoid about the Insidious franchise, all four movies together have cost $27 million to produce. The whole series, and this one alone, made 29 opening weekend. So you nice can expect today. Insidious 5 insidious sick too fast too insidious <laughs> too fast and too insidious the insidious
1: yep. seven
0: yeah uh insidious in
1: the
0: insidious seven happens in um the insidious seven would be a bad that's a badass movie title um <laughs> but this movie is another pre okay they had insidious one with rose burn and patrick wilson and lynn shay was kind of like she was a supporting character mm-hmm. you know lynn Shea's the 74 year old uh, uh lady that i ran into at the cross at the at the at the, at the, at the booze store yeah legit <laughs> yeah. um and then she she was barely in the second one. You know, she kind of she, – she spoiler, she gets killed at the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then the second movie, she's back but as a ghost, and she doesn't show up until the end of it. Well, they've, they've sort of gotten Patrick Wilson and Rose Burner out of it, and they've made Lin Shea as the star of these movies now. How the they reg- the went-
1: director, though – sorry, I, I missed that part. So uh,
0: but it's, she- it's, well, it's a whole world about, you know, there's two universes. It's kind of like the uh, – it's very similar to Stranger Things where you have the real world and you have the upside down. Mm-hmm. And in this world, there's the real world and there's a place called the further. And the yeah. further is like another realm where demons live. That's where all the demons live, and the demons are constantly trying to infiltrate uh, our world and come and, you know and come to life. And they, they you know they do things like if, if like a little boy's in a coma, they'll yeah. try to jump into his body and possess him and take his take his place. Well, her body ends up getting lost in the further, so they end up going in the further and they find Lin Shea's ghost wandering around in the further and she ends up being able to help them from beyond the grave. Well, with Insidious 3, they said, we're going to make a prequel because we need Lynn Shea alive again. Even though the movie ended where she's walking down the street still solving murders even though she's a ghost. And I was like, Making, make a sequel where she's just like a ghost detective. Yeah, The movie, the series is so silly anyway. What does it matter? But instead, they went back in time to her like a few years before the first Insidious. And she has these guys named Specs and Tucker who were like these paranormal investigators that are her partners and one of them is played by Lee Whannell who wrote the series and they were with her all through part one and two. Well, mm-hmm. part three shows her actually meet them and like hook up with them and form their little ghost business and then this movie is another prequel that's a sequel to part three and a prequel to part one. Oh. So, the, so the chronological order of these films is three, four, one, two. That's the order you want to oh, yeah. watch it in. Okay. Um. And, but it, but it's done really well. Um. In this movie again, it was if you like the Insidious movies, it was a good movie. It, it, I mean, it was it, it's. I wasn't jumping up and down, but I think they're kind of four and zero with the Insidious movies. It was. I, I liked this one more than the third one. The third one I don't remember anything about, but this one deals with the Shea. Uh, uh going back to her family home she grew up in and dealing with like some some leftover ghosts that are in the house and it was mm-hmm. there were some interesting twists and some stuff that was really well done and uh um dealing with like her her horrible you know father who was a like you know uh she had a father basically when she was a little girl she mm-hmm. could see ghosts and the father was afraid of ghosts so the father told her, do not ever see basically said if you see a ghost and tell me about it, you're gonna be punished yeah. So she would. She was always having to kind of keep it to herself. Like if she'd say to her dad, like, Dad, there's a woman upstairs, the dad would actually punish her for seeing a ghost. And it was really handled very well. So she was never allowed to really openly explore this ability she had because her father was afraid of the ability. Mm-hmm. And the father didn't want to know there was a ghost in the house. But there's a whole twist in the movie about she when she was a little girl, she saw a woman, kept seeing this girl in the house um, – and the father was like, I don't see the girl, and would beat her. And there's a really good twist with the girl in the house. Okay. Uh, um, but the movie, what's interesting is, too, it it actually segues directly into the original. So you can watch this one and then watch the original kind of as like one movie. And it mm. kind of seamlessly goes uh, – um, because these movies deal with time travel. Have you ever seen
1: the Insidious movies, Matt? I've seen all three. I, I, I couldn't tell you what the connective tissue is in between them, other than that there's some weird demons and this old lady. That's, that's the <laughs> well, only they, thing. Well,
0: they deal with they deal with time travel and stuff like that a lot. They actually really okay. do. Well, this movie had a great scene. In the, in the first Insidious, there's a scene where, right at the beginning, the little boy Dalton, who's possessed, he's in the attic, and he's climbing up on a ladder, and he falls off the ladder. Mm-hmm. And then he hears some weird noise over in the corner of the attic, and he's looking, and he, they never show what he, what he sees or hears. Okay. But he hears it. Well, this movie, Lynn Shay is in the further, and she's running around. You know, and time and space gets bent. Well, she runs through a door and she finds herself in the attic from the first movie, and she sees the little boy fall off the the ladder. And you realize the noise the boy heard in the first movie was Lynn Shay entering the corner of the attic. That's and cool. See- and that's yeah. what they do, it's kind of, and they did that in the first two, where in the first movie, somebody left the door open, and they didn't know who left the door open. It was never explained. You find out in the sequel that Patrick Wilson, in the further, traveled back in time, and it was him that left he – he left the door open. So the movies do some really mm.
1: interesting things with time travel. I'm an idiot because I never picked up on the time travel stuff. Maybe yeah. I've got to watch them again.
0: I yeah, and that, and that happened too. Uh, uh, where, when Patrick Wilson was a little boy, uh, a door opened. And then you find out Lynn Shay in 2016 went into the further, and she ta- she time traveled in the further back to like 1985, and it was her ghost that opened the door in Patrick Wilson's house. Uh, so it's a lot. I think they're really well done movies, and I mean, I, I think they're kind of you know four and zero with these films. Uh, so I'm happy they're doing well, and I'll go see Insidious as long as they keep making it, and as long as Lee Winnell's writing them, who's written the first four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed That's it quite great. a bit.
1: Well, I think uh, I think there'll definitely be more. I think it has opened up this big horror resurgence, right? So any horror franchise that makes money now is going to get greenlit for sequels of the wazoo. Well, one
0: thing that did did, did disappoint me, uh, Insidious Four is guilty of something that I think all film goers hate: mm-hmm. the best scene in the trailer not being in the movie.
1: Oh, which one's that?
0: In the trailer, they have this amazing scene where uh, they're in a prison, like, looking down this long hallway with all these cells. Mm. And that location is in the film. Well, you see Lin Shay looking down the hallway, and all the cell doors open, and all these demons come walking out, and they're all horrible-looking. And this weird, skinny, bald, white lady with a messed-up face looks at Lin Shay and goes, This way! <laughs> that whole thing was not in the movie. Huh. It's like the main ending of the trailer. It's like it's like not just a scene missing. It's like the most memorable thing in the trailers, not in the film. And I was like, come on.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: Why does that happen? Sorry, Ted. Well, it's just disappointing, you know?
1: No, I know. I haven't actually seen the trailer. I thought this was a movie that was like a long way off. I didn't know it was in the theaters yet. So,
0: And it, it, it was huge. It opened really, really big. So, I mean, like I said, it made more in one weekend than the whole series cost to produce total. Yeah. It's so good for them, and it's interesting to have a, a mainstream series released by a – it's a universal m- picture. It's released oh, by a major studio. It's in 3,000 theaters. It's a big hit, and its main star is a 74-year-old woman.
1: So it's not Bloomhouse.
0: Actually- it, it is Bloomhouse. They produce it. Oh, okay. Universal yeah. releases
1: it. Okay. But
0: it's kind of crazy to have a 74-year-old grandma is like the star of a very popular, high-grossing mainstream franchise.
1: I like that idea, though. Yep. So good. For- uh, I've got a question for you before I head into my my uh, my last one. Jigsaw is probably going to come out on that or on Netflix soon. Um, is that worth it? If I like the first Jigsaw, not the ones that came after, like the torture porn, but I like the first one, would I enjoy this new reboot? No.
0: <laughs> no, no, no! Uh, I like all the Saw movies, uh, and I will say that I was very much looking forward to this one because it's the first one in a while. And I thought the seventh one, which was the last one, was the weakest one. And yeah. I was always kind of like, oh, they left it off in kind of a bad movie in a bad spot. So I was extremely excited they were making a new one because I thought, oh, they're going to sort of remember, remember Rocky? How Rocky Five was the last Rocky film, and it was terrible. Yeah, it's for years. You're like, that's how they ended the Rocky franchise, and then they came out with Rocky Balboa, and it kind of saved it and gave it a great ending. Yeah, and I thought Saul was going to do that for Saul, and it ended up being kind of terrible. That's and the twist is really bad. I can't spoil it, but the twist is just I was in the theater going, this doesn't make a boatload of sense. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it just it's it's so it, it's basically characters are doing things in the movie. Mm-hmm not to fool other characters in the movie, but to fool the home audience that's watching. You're like, what you're doing doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense in the context of the movie. You're doing that because it fools the theater-going
1: audience. So it's not a satisfying twist.
0: No, and then the twist of, you know, obviously it's 20 years in the future and Jigsaw died in the third movie. Well, when they reveal the twist of who's doing all the the Jigsaw traps, it's just like, come, come on.
1: Yeah, it's wait. Did you just, just ruined the movie for me. What's going on?
0: Jigsaw died in the third movie. That this is the eighth movie. You know that.
1: Oh, uh, Okay. No, I thought they somehow brought him back. Or
0: well, they want you to thank that, but no, but no, but I mean it, they couldn't have brought him back. He, this this movie takes place 15 years after he died.
1: Yeah, but you never know. He could have not died. So he, he was played. dead and buried. Well, there's this isn't a supernatural series where he's going <laughs> to
0: come back like Jason.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> not supernatural. <laughs> Jigsaw in space. Oh, wouldn't I that will, be great though? Ice, like the on the International Space Station, Jigsaw sets up traps there.
0: Well, you know what I will say. There is a part in the movie where they try to make you think that Jigsaw is alive somehow, yeah. and I was fully okay with it. I was like, you know what? I don't care that he died and got his throat cut. If 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 Tobin Bell is just back and he's Jigsaw, and there's no real good reason, I'm I'm fine with it. You
1: know, and what he gives a scar cr- on his
0: neck. What if he's just like yeah? What if
2: a- uh? What if they reveal that he has a twin brother? Or something like that. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, that, that'd have been better <laughs> than what we got. I'll say that.
1: <laughs> but okay.
0: I would have been okay if he just came back. I was like at this point, who cares? And it's a way to br- restart the franchise and get Tobin Bell back. Just say, you know what? Fuck it, he's alive. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was I was disappointed in it. Well, I saw eight, Matt. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I saw a movie that we both saw, so we could talk about it a bit. Huh. Uh, I saw Creep too. Ooh,
0: yes! Now there's a series I kind of enjoy.
1: I uh, newfound respect for that actor, and I it was oh, what's Mark, his name? Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass. Yeah. Mark Duplass. Duplass. He was in uh, the League, which is when I got introduced to him. Then I then I saw the Creep because of him, and I, I liked the Creep. It was really cool. And then Creep Two came along. Like, how are they gonna do this character again? It's kind of unless it's the same setup, and it's not going to be a great payoff. But the setup is really interesting this time around because, like, it's all about a journalist tracking him down. And he admits from the very first moment they meet, like, I'm a serial killer. Yeah. And
0: she and even I, sh- even shows her video of him killing the guy in the first movie.
1: And she doesn't believe it. That's that's the funny thing. She's just like, this guy is making it up. He's delusional. He's well, I mean, I,
0: I might think that, too. I mean, the tape, th- that tape could easily be faked. And, you know, you're like, yeah. eh.
1: But that was the genius of the setup, though. So after that, I'm like, all right, I, I'm invested because how long is she going to stick around? Like, what else does she need proof that this guy's insane? And then the, the movie also does an interesting job of making you think maybe he is making some of this up. Maybe that was just a one-off murder. He actually hasn't done this as much. So you get a little backstory. But you also, like, just that character is so creepy. Yeah, and they do a good job of actually somehow making you, in a way,
0: feel bad for him. He's Yeah. The- the yeah. guy in the first movie, you, he's obviously nuts, but you kind of realize the guy in the first movie who uh, is – he makes some dumb decisions, but you can kind of see his point of view about like, look how – this guy's just so sad, and he has nobody, and I'm going to go – even though he's crazy, I'm going to go talk to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at the end of the movie, I, I always like the line of dialogue when the creep says – he says I, – I mean the movie has been out a while, so I don't know, but he says at the end, he's like, I keep wondering why didn't you turn around? And he yeah. says, and I realized you didn't turn around because you're the greatest guy in the world, and that's you know because <laughs> you're he's like you you believed that I would never hurt you. Yeah, it's really yeah. well done. Yeah, and uh, the, I I thought Creep Two was was
1: a great movie as well. I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah, just because that it required a really good actor to pull it off. I think, and I didn't know if he was gonna be able to hold that character. But there's lots of weird scenes in that movie that just. They're unsettling. Like there's the jacuzzi scene where he's giving his um, what we think is his origin story, basically, mm-hmm. and it's a really kind of creepy origin story. And and you, yeah, like you, you do sympathize with them. It's that if it's true, it's a kind of a fucked up way to live. And then you can kind of understand why that would screw him up for the rest of his life too.
0: And they have the scene that he just takes all his clothes off right at the beginning. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, don't you do that whenever I make new friends? I always. Yeah, that
0: yeah. We we get on first. video camera, but I mean. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm in for that series. I really think the series is great. And I will say at the, at the end, and again, uh, the opening scene, you know, had, it was departed from the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Him without the guy. And I said they did that because, you know, at the end there is sort of some question about the, the, the fate of the creep. And then it's kind of spelled out for you at the end what happened. But you notice at the beginning of the movie – He's talking to the guy that I guess is his victim at the beginning, and he says Mm. something like – he says, you know, ever since I turned 40, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Well, then when he meets the girl, he says, I'm turning 40 soon. So the scene at the beginning took place after he met the girl. You know what I'm saying? I think they, they did that deliberately to let you know that scene with the guy at the beginning was filmed after his whole episode with that girl to let you know that, oh, no, no, he's alive and continuing to do what he's doing.
1: Interesting. I, I completely missed that line. Yep. Because I thought the whole theme of it was, like, he's turning 40, he's having a midlife crisis, she's going to be his 40th victim, He's she's going to reinvigorate his love of murdering, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't turn out that way. I'm not ruining anything, but... Uh, yeah. No, it was really no but he
0: clearly... I, I made a note. He clearly says, ever since I turned 40, in the yeah. beginning, and then when he's talking to her, he says, I'm turning 40 soon. So yeah. that's, a, that's a very deliberate line of dialogue to make you – it's a time shift.
1: Good observation. I like it. So definitely mm-hmm. see The Creep uh, and The Creep 2. Start with The Creep, obviously. It's yeah, a really good found and feature. I'm
0: sure The Creep 3 will come out. The cre- creep, creep and Creep 2 are great. I, I yeah. think they're both great. Very unknown little movies.
1: I don't know what the third one could do, but I guess they'll figure it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Somebody's going to knock on his door and he's like, hey, come on in. I'm just uh, making a smoothie. Let's do oh, it yeah. again.
1: <laughs> it'll be like a retreat he'll invite like 10 people what would the that's sequel... what they'd have to do
2: what would the sequel be called a creeper, creeper? or creepest
1: <laughs> Well, this was the sequel but maybe creepier yeah creepier they should have said creep creepy creepiest yeah <laughs> creep creepier creepiest a good a trilogy. Idea.
0: He is a very sort of charismatic guy, you know. Yeah. He reminds me of Kai and uh and, and if you've watched American Horror Story Cult, Evan Peters, they could do something like that. Like he sort of he has like a retreat where people sign up and go to and go to him, and he kind of like is so charismatic and about you mm-hmm. know like meditation and stuff that he kind of brainwashes like a group of people. They could do a movie about that.
1: There you go, Mark Duplass. Yeah, he's yeah, Mark,
0: Mark Duplass wrote those films too, by the way.
1: That's true. So,
0: Mark Duplass, if you're listening, there's your plot for the third one.
1: Yeah, but my being ignorant, he's not the same Duplass and the Duplass brothers, right? Stranger Things.
0: Oh, those are those were like the Doobie brothers. What's her name? They're not the Doobie brothers. That's different. They're the uh, Duffer brothers.
1: The Duffer. Okay. I'll just shut my ignorant mouth hole. All right, buddy. uh well, I saw Dark do- Mirror, but I'll I'll talk about that next uh, episode. Well, Real quick,
0: and then we're going to wrap it up. We'll have, have about a good solid hour. Is uh, talk about some of the movies coming up? I've noticed by going to the theater that there's there's a, there's more movies coming out in February and March than I've ever seen that I actually am interested in, and it's kind of weird. Um, but I was just looking. You've got in uh, February second. You've got the movie. Have you heard of the movie Winchester? Not at all. And it stars Helen Mirren, and it's about it's about uh, she is like the heir to the Winchester gun. You know company and she hmm. gets, it's based on a true story she goes crazy and she starts building her house and she just keeps building on this house and building on it till it gets so big it's like a maze hmm. and she's convinced that the house is haunted and it's based on a true story and the house it's basically called Winchester the house that ghosts built okay <laughs> and it, it looks really good it, it takes place in olden times and I don't know man it looks it has Helen Mirren, who's like one of the greatest actresses ever so look up Winchester the trailer that looks great.
1: Up? Is it a biopic?
0: It's one of those very loosely based on a true story films where they say based okay. on a true story. And it's like you, know, like, you know, like the conjuring, how they go, this is based on the actual okay. case, <laughs> case files of the Warrens. Yeah. And, and in real life, they saw like a chair move two inches.
1: But then <laughs> yeah. Then
0: yeah. Move, there's like a witch jumping through the wall and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. It's enough. a little exaggerated. Um. And then of course they have the new Fifty Shades movie, uh, Matt, coming out in uh, February. Uh, but oh, they also on. have they got Fifteen Seventeen to Paris, the new the new Clint Eastwood movie about the guys who kill the terrorists on the the train. Looks good. They've got, okay. Okay. Um, let's see, February sixth. They got Black Panther, which Gabe will be. Well, well I'll see that too. But Gabe I'll will see be that there.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. The Black
0: Panther. They've got. Uh, uh, f- Friday the twenty third, they've got Annihilation with Natalie Portman, which looks really interesting. Have you seen the what? trailer for that?
1: No, I haven't. Please explain.
0: Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson, who was the Valkyrie and uh she's the Valkyrie in Thor, and she was the the love interest in Creed. And it it looks like some bizarro like it's it's like these five. It's like one of these movies where like is a group of people with all with machine guns, like a SWAT team, but they're all women. Mm-hmm. And they her husband is played by Poe Dameron from the Star Wars movies. Okay. And he goes somewhere and comes back, and he's all crazy. Mm-hmm. So she and her girlfriends all get a bunch of machine guns and say, we're going to go figure out what they did to my man.
1: Mm-hmm. And they end
0: up in, like, alternate dimension with monsters and crap. It looks That's looks awesome. pretty good. I mean, go look up the trailer for
1: Annihilation. I don't know if I need to watch any of these women's lib movies. Yeah, he's fucking the girl power, me too, whatever. It's just a remake of the first Annihilation with an all female But yeah. It's
0: well, crazy because all these movies are original. That's so like, there's hardly any sequels. Uh, but speaking of sequel, The Strangers <laughs> Two, which I didn't like one. And then speaking of a remake, um, Death Wish with Bruce Willis, March second.
2: No way. With Bruce that Willis,
0: I,
1: Eli cool. Roth movie,
0: man, I'll see that. That Bruce could work Willis with killing Bruce fools. Willis.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't heard I- about this? No, I haven't. There's a scene in, uh, I think it's, like, the third Death Wish where he puts, like, a board with nails on the bottom of the floor, and that always stuck out with me. Like, uh, remember, because they were, like, home invasion? The board with the nails stuck? Yeah, it was just, like, that was so brutal. But I will see this Death Wish for sure. Eli
0: Roth directed this. It was supposed to come out last year, and it got delayed because it was coming out, like, right when that giant Vegas shooting happened, I think, <laughs> or something. But it looks brutal. Like, they kill his family, and then it has a scene where, like, he has a guy, uh... There's a guy, like, under a car, and the car is being held up by a jack, mm. and he has a chain attached to the jack, and the guy goes, you can't kill me, and he goes, I'm not, jack is, and he yanks the jack and drops it. I was awful. like, I'll, I'll see this movie. Uh, the Strangers sequel, which, whatever, I, I never thought that first one was as great as everyone else did. Was that the guy, the one with the masks? Yeah, with with Liv Tyler, where they just come and stand in the background the whole movie, and it's supposed to be yeah. scary. Yeah, And somehow it's based on a true story, even though nobody that was there lived to tell the story, yet somehow they mm. made a story out of it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. It doesn't
0: make any sense. Um, the Tomb Raider movie, which I will only see because I have a movie pass, but I will go see it.
1: It could be good. There, It's kind of like a reboot.
0: In March. Uh, let's see what else is interesting coming up. Uh, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising with John Boyega and
1: Scott Ooh. Eastwood looks pretty good. Yeah,
0: that's definitely. Um, there's a couple. Oh, and Ready Player One.
1: Yes. Yes. Thirty. Yeah.
0: So there's a ton of movies. Then you get like, I mean, there's like a movie almost every weekend through February and March, and then you get into April. You've got a Quiet Place. Have you heard of a Quiet Place, Matt?
1: I have not. Please describe.
0: A Quiet Place. This looks great, Matt. It looks great. It's, <laughs> it's gonna stars, be big. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. It stars John Krasinski, Jim from The Office.
1: Mm, who's
0: and hot now? He's like all buffed and it has his wife Emily Blunt. Yeah. And the plot is it's like the post apocalypse and they live in like a cabin out in the middle of nowhere and there's some sort of monster in the woods that Oh that
1: yeah, this is the noise related one, I right? See,
0: it hunts through its hearing. So yeah. they have to live their whole lives and not make a single sound.
1: Yeah.
0: And they speak in sign language and they, everything is and then one of the stupid kids wouldn't you know it knocks a lantern over. And that one noise causes all the monsters to come for him. Um, I think it looks great. Uh, Our good friend Sub Z ruined the film because he said, "Why don't they just?" uh, No, that was me.
1: That was Was me because I said, "Why don't they just put like Bluetooth speakers or something, or just noisemakers out in the woods?" Set up a
0: bunch of wind chimes all around the woods, and it would keep the monster. Wouldn't that keep the monsters always confused?
1: Yeah, or if they're coming at you, just like set it up so you can like honk a key and a car goes off in the distance or something. Yeah, that that that's why the whole movie is now falling apart. How <laughs> 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 do they address that? Maybe they do. Maybe the monsters are smart and they know what noises are. I, I know the sound of a lantern falling over over the sound of a wind chime. Exactly.
0: Um, the new mutants, which is like the horror movie X Men movie. It's like X Men, but it's a horror movie. It's very weird. It's got the it's got the guy from Stranger Things who plays Will's brother, Winona Ryder's older son.
1: Okay. That's neat. And, the and Michael Jackson looking kid, yeah.
0: And it's got the the girl that was in Split and the Vivitch, the witch, the, uh, the main girl on that. Yeah. Uh, what else is coming out in April? Oh, the remake of Overboard, which is one of the funniest movies ever. Hey, the remake, <laughs> the, oh, God, the remake looks so fucking bad. Who's, uh, who is it? Who's um, Patrick Swayze? Not okay, Patrick l- Swayze. Patrick listen Swayze. to this, Matt. You're ready to, you're ready to be upset. Yeah. That's a movie that they should never remake because you cannot replace... Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, and that's like one of Goldie Hawn's best performances. Is, is that bitchy woman? Yeah. Well, he came out and said we have cast Anna Faris, mm. and I thought that is pr- if you're going to recast bitchy Golden Goldie Hawn, that's about as good as you can do. Okay. Well, the trailer came out. Anna Faris is not playing
1: the Goldie Hawn role.
0: She's playing the Kurt Russell
1: role. They've done oh, a role reverse. They've gender swapped
0: gender swap so the plot is she is like a maid on the on the boat and she and, and he's they got some asshole i've never even heard of some guy that's not nearly as dreamy as kurt russell i don't even know who this guy is yeah he fa- he's the asshole he falls off the boat and then she brings him to her house and i so it's like the one thing the movie had going for it was anna ferris playing the goldie hon role and they fucked that up
1: yeah i'm not a big fan that's unfortunate
0: so no, and then us rampage, Dwayne Johnson, Super Troopers two. Is anyone still amped uh, about Super yeah, Troopers? I mean of, that
1: that movie was good. I never, I didn't think it was ago.
0: that funny. When it First came out.
1: <laughs> that had never, kind of like a Napoleon Dynamite uh, kind of stink to it, where like it, it was almost like you had to love Super Troopers. I actually did love Napoleon Dynamite, but it took a couple of viewings. A super Troopers. I've seen a few times,
0: and I've never, never gotten why it's so. Fu- people think it's funny.
1: I, I mean, I exhaled out of my nose a couple of times. I was like, "Super <laughs> <see the> troopers. <laughs> but I wasn't, like, it, I never was, it wasn't, like, a party favorite for me. But maybe I'm just the wrong demographic. I don't know. Uh, you're, not,
0: you're correct, because I think the same way, and I don't get it. But And then getting into May, you get into, like, the batshit crazy. That, another Star Wars film, everybody. And then a... Uh, Avengers, the Slender Man movie. Have you seen the trailer for Slender Man?
1: Yeah, isn't that about like 10 years too late?
0: I don't know. That trailer looks pretty creepy to me, though, I tell you what. <laughs> I thought uh, Slender Lord. Man
2: was a video game before finding out that it was a... You no, know,
1: it's an internet meme that... It was a creepy pasta. Yeah, creepy pasta,
2: Which became a video game at some point.
1: Yeah, it took on a life of its own. It just became like an internet boogeyman. And then, but the movie is based on isn't the movie based on two girls who actually killed somebody because they?
0: It, it, it's based on yeah, it's sort of based on like the, but, it, but it's not it's done like in as if the Slender Man really is real and it's like he's getting children to like kill themselves and okay. kill other children and do horrible things and like the dad of one of the the girl that was actually some girl was stabbed like thirty seven times and somehow lived mm. because the her friends thought the Slender Man was going to take them to live in her live in his castle. Mm. So the dad of the girl is like furious that they're made this movie, um, but it, it looks freaky in the trailer. And I was Slenderman was invented. Here's one thing: it was created by one guy. It was like a meme contest on the Something Awful forums. Mm. So some guy, there is one guy out there who actually created the Slender Man and was the first one to make a meme and draw a picture. Does that guy get nothing?
1: There's like, got to be some rights to creation, right? Especially if it was public.
0: But he's some guy just made a meme on something awful that kind of took on a life of its own. But he's the first guy to do it, and I wonder if he's sitting there going, "God, there's
1: a Slenderman
0: movie. I didn't get anything."
1: I think there's definitely a lawsuit there.
0: I don't know. I've always thought that's kind of weird if he I mean, ever had it. No, a- they must
1: have purchased the rights. They can't just be like, "This is a popular monster. Let's not give the creator anything." But it, but it seems like Slenderman's kind of turned into like
0: a like a Santa Claus type of thing. You know, it's kind of become like its own yeah mythological figure. <laughs> I'm not going to see it, so I'll let you tell me how. It's- <laughs> well, I'll, well, that's just a few short months away, Matt. But that's all I got for this evening. So,
1: I think that was a lot. Look, look how many movies we crammed into one hour. We we're super efficient tonight.
0: And I, I didn't see a bad one. I think I think we didn't have a bad thing to say about any of them, really, except Super Troopers.
1: We we're
2: pretty positive. Yep. Yep. Has Star
0: Wars it. is better on.
2: Yeah, rumor has uh, it that the uh, first trailer for Solo, a Star Wars story, might debut. This Friday on Good Morning America.
1: Uh, For what? What?
0: For the Han Solo movie. They need to get that out. That movie is only four months away and there's no trailer. It's kind of bizarre.
1: That seems like it has stink all over it. Yeah, Disney's
0: apparently planning for it to be a flop.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: But it's got Ron Howard, who's a pretty pretty good director, so maybe
1: he could save it. If he narrates it, that'd be awesome. Just like (laughs) Rescue Development. Did Ron Howard narrate that? Well, Arrested Development's all about him like interjecting throughout the show.
2: Have you ever what? seen Arrested Development?
1: A little. I never noticed Ron Howard
0: in it. I Ron
2: don't. Howard I don't recall Ron Howard ever narrating any of his home movies either.
0: No, I'm sure Clint Howard will show up in it as uh, a Kanata or something, <laughs> because sees yeah. uh, in every Ron Howard movie. Probably
1: wrong, anyways. I always get stuff wrong. Anyways,
0: but, yeah. Good show, everybody, but that's uh, that's all I know. But a lot of good movies. A lot of good movies out right now, and I think a lot of good movies coming. So, uh, Matt, go look up the trailer for Annihilation with uh, Natalie Portman and uh, the Valkyrie from Thor with machine guns and another dimension fighting monsters. Looks kind I'm of interesting.
1: It. I'm on it already. By uh,
2: <laughs> That movie right there is directed by the guy who did uh, Ex Machina. Ooh, uh,
1: Ex definitely Machina. on it. Ex Machina yeah. Machina, yeah, I'm definitely on it. I loved X Machina. Okay. Oh, and o- yeah. Oscar Isaac, that's the
0: guy. That's Poe Dameron. He was in X Machina, and he's in this. So basically, what's happening is Anakin, uh, your wife Padme, is uh, making out with Poe Dameron.
1: W- what's hey. that about, Anakin? <laughs> Poe Dameron was in uh, X Machina. He was the billionaire Oscar recluse.
0: Isaac. He's Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he was in that. He also was Aww. Apocalypse. He was Apocalypse and X Men
1: Apocalypse? No way. Good for him, man. He got lot. Oh wow. Okay.
0: That was fucking Poe Dameron. Was Apocalypse that giant monster guy?
1: I'm pretty impressed with that. Huh. All right.
0: All right, BB8, come on, BB8. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people?
1: Find- uh, uh, at Matt McFly, M-A-T-T-O-M-C-F-L-Y.
0: <laughs> everywhere, man. Tedekin everywhere. Twitter, everything's and uh, Tiger Claw. What about you, my friend?
2: On Twitter and Instagram. By going to Tiger Claw three zero five,
0: Tiger Claw three zero five, and I want to try to get the uh, they're making Friday the Thirteenth a mobile game from the makers of mm. the uh, the Slash Away Camp.
2: I think and it's just I, a reskin because yeah,
0: it, yeah, But uh, we try to wait. Get them on a the show Friday the Thirteenth mobile
2: game is not made by the same guys that made uh, the. the by, by the it, it is
0: not, but what's funny, they've announced, they've announced Jason X is coming to the Friday the 13th game, and Ra- our good friend Randy has been they, – they've actually put Randy in the mobile Slash Away Camp game as one of the, like the, the counselor people you can play as.
2: <laughs> Sweet. How, how does so, the mobile game neat, version so. work? Like are there going to be microtransactions in that one?
0: I do not know, but it's if you it's, it's like a puzzle game where you play as Jason and you have to get through puzzles to get to the counselors to kill them. it's like if you played a it 's the same people that made Peggle, which is awesome by the way, but if you play if you've looked at slash away camp, it looks like just a reskin slash away camp, but I never played slash away camp, but i will i, I kind of want to play this just because it 's got a Jason skin on it, and I love anything with jason in it i'll 'll look at it
1: yeah, you, you know? will. it's true.
0: <laughs> it doesn't even have to be Jason Boris, It can be Jason uh, Alexander, <laughs> just on the couch. It, it, anyone, any anything with it? Jason and the Argonauts, anything.
1: <laughs>
2: Jason Momoa.
0: Jason. Oh, I will look at some Jason Momoa. That's a <laughs> motherfucker.
2: Oh, you forgot so to mention Aquaman well, is one of the movies. Well, that's, that's the end of
0: the year. Out. That's November, but I will definitely see Aquaman, and that's got that's got James Wan directing it. So I actually have hope that that'll be good. Because mm-hmm. uh, James Wan doesn't really make bad movies. Didn't he
1: make the Hulk movie?
0: No. no. Uh, he made... Uh, well, I'll say it's relative, your own opinion, but he made the first Saw movie. He oh. made the Conjuring movies. He made... Uh, oh,
1: James Th- Wan, I know what you're talking I'm just being daft. No, he I'm made Fast and
0: Furious 7. Yeah. Um. He made uh, uh the first two Insidiouses. Um. Yeah. So I think he could do something cool with all that deep sea horror. He actually said Aquaman's going to be kind of a horror movie. Like a lot of deep sea monsters and shit, so I'm kind of interested. I'm down with that. And Black Manta is allegedly going to be the villain. And Black Manta's, if you play Injustice 2, you know Black Manta's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of Black Manta until like he was in Injustice 2, but <laughs> never heard of him, but when they I put remember. him in that game, I was like,
2: this this guy's the shit. I remember being Black so I guess I remember Black Manta as a character in the Super Friends cartoons, as one of the villains. See, I,
0: didn't watch, I didn't watch that, but I, I'm a big Injustice fan, and when they put him in that game, I, I liked the way he looked in his deep-sea diver suit. So I, I tried to play as him, and he became one of my favorite characters. He's, he's a fucking badass. All so right. I hope he's in there.
1: That? Time to roll. Time to roll, yo. I've got, uh, I've got some uh, Orville to watch. Are you watching Orville by any chance? Is that the Star Trek show? No, it's like the Star Trek spoof show, which actually—that's oh,
0: what, what I meant. The Star Trek spoof
1: show. No. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about it Guys,
0: roll and Sean will get back,
1: uh, back yeah.
0: next week and uh... yeah,
2: go ahead. No, I'm done. Oh, you're done. Okay, I was—I was just gonna say, <laughs> uh, you got—you guys ever <laughs> watched this show called Black Mirror?
1: I, yeah, I was just going to talk about. I'll talk about the next uh, episode. I watched uh, the entire
2: season. Yeah, because, because there was a there was an episode that, that was poking fun at Star Trek, so that's why I was bringing that up. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's a it's a fantastic season. So we'll definitely okay. talk about it.
2: All
0: right, I'll let y'all roll and uh, go go Bulldogs and uh, yeah, whatever. whatever. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> I'll but,
2: I'll yeah, let- uh, yeah. During tonight's uh, national championship, they're supposed to show a new trailer or something for Black Panther. So we'll look, look black panther.
0: <laughs> they should call it black panther. Black panther? It's a. Is it pandering <laughs> to the black people?
2: Black panther. Maybe it's just the black accent. Black
1: panther. That's just like subtle racist joke. I, <laughs> maybe it's just like the it, accent. That, that is. That was a total.
2: It sounded like say, It sounded like I said panther. <laughs> I mean panther. Uh,
0: black black panther. I'm gonna call it black panther. <laughs> Tiger claw just. My flaw is an idiot savant. He just, uh, <laughs> he just decoded what's really going on with Disney in this film. Well, anyway, before we get in any trouble, I'm gonna let y'all. <laughs> take yeah, care. and Next I gotta step, save this
2: recording and, uh, as well.
0: Be... So I got figure out how to hang up on this new shitty Skype.
2: I'm still yeah, using the old bad. Skype. I don't what? know why. Don't you guys just going download update. the older going version? Update. Huh. Uh, just download the, the older emergent. version. I can up. point you to where to get the older version. Send me a link. I would like Here's to do
0: that. I have any clue how to hang up this call? None.
2: I'll, I'll do, don't worry. I I'll I do. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you.
0: Leave group, it?
2: No, no. I can just Bye, click. Tiger claw. Look, I can just it's click like on this right to here. A party and no one knows how to get. See you all later.